0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on this broadcast. We are excited about today's lesson. We're continuing to talk about no boundaries. Anybody in the studio, honest, learned anything so far? I appreciate you guys being here again with me today, and all of you that are watching at home or wherever it might be, on your iPhone, on your iPad. I don't know where you are, but I know you can reach this program or you can receive this program just about anywhere, praise God. I picked it up the other day driving down the road, and uh, I said, I wonder if I can get my program right out here in the middle of Interstate 45 coming up from uh, the Houston area back to Fort Worth. Sure enough, there I was just up preaching, praise God. So thank you wherever you might be watching this broadcast. I appreciate you tuning in. We're going to continue talking about no boundaries kind of lifestyle. This will be our last lesson on this subject. And when I closed last week, I closed with this verse, Proverbs 13, 13, from the message translation. It says, if you ignore the word of God, you will suffer. If you ignore the word, if you don't pay any attention to the word of God, then you're going to wind up living the same kind of life that the rest of the world lives, a limited with boundaries, restricted, confined kind of lifestyle. Whatever is impossible to them will be impossible to you. Whatever they say there is no way will be no way for you. But on the other hand, Psalm 37, 4 from the message translation says that if you keep company with God, well, to keep company with God is to keep company with his word. John chapter one says that he and his word are one in the same. In the beginning was God and in the beginning was his word. So to keep company with God is to keep company with his word. And the message translation goes on to say, that if you do this, then you will get in on the best. In other words, you're going to live the kind of life that God has designed and planned for you to live. I call it the high life. So ignore the Word, live like the rest of the world. Get in the Word, live the kind of life God wants you to live. It's that simple. Amen? Amen. Ignore the Word, and you're going, to, you're going to remain just like the rest of the world. But if you'll keep company with the Word of God, Proverbs 8:35 says, When you find me... You find life, real life. And then Proverbs eleven twenty one. We closed last week with this verse as well. Count on this message translation. God's loyal people will triumph. Amen. People that are loyal to God, people that are loyal to His Word, they live triumphant, victorious lives. Praise God. And that's available to every person that's watching me right now. Now, this verse from Proverbs chapter thirteen. It goes on to say from the message translation that if you honor God's commands or his word, you will grow rich. Isn't that an interesting verse? If you honor God's word, it will cause you to enter into a rich life, which doesn't mean just prosperity money-wise alone, but you'll enter into this rich life where you have the peace of God. You have uh, the joy of the Lord. Uh, You're successful in everything you set your hand to do. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. You're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. That's a rich life. And the Bible says that if you honor his commands, you will grow rich. You will enter into this rich lifestyle. Now, to honor means to highly esteem. It means to respect as being the highest authority. It means to be willing to conform to. It means to submit to. It means to elevate above what anybody else may say or think. And it means to accept as final authority. Now, let me me repeat those and and remind you that we're talking about this is how we should treat the Word of God, with honor. And what does it mean? Highly esteem it. When this book, its contents, the Word of God, becomes the thing that you esteem the highest, I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. Amen. Your life will never be the same. You know, uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm kind of person, I'm passionate about a lot of things. I'm passionate about riding motorcycles. I'm passionate about classic cars. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about Uh, some of the things I collect. I'm I'm a collector. I love collecting World War II memorabilia. I'm passionate about that. I love reading about it. My dad was in World War II. My father-in-law in in World War II. Many of my uncles in World War II. And and I'm passionate about reading uh, books about it and watching actual live film about it. And I have in my collection many of the things that my dad and my wife's dad and, and some of our other uncles brought back from World War II that's in my collection. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but there's not anything I'm more passionate about than studying the Word of God. This is the number one passion in my life, and I can't get enough of it. Now, what does that tell you? I esteem it highly. Amen? I esteem the Word of God above everything else. This is the most important thing. The Bible says in Proverbs 4 that we are to make wisdom, the wisdom of God, the principal thing. Amen. The number one priority in our life should be knowing God and knowing his word. And the Bible once again says that if you honor his word, if you highly esteem it, then it's going to produce for you over a period of time, a rich life. Hallelujah. How many of you'd like to have a rich life? Amen. 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 Now, once again, honor also means to respect it as being the highest authority. There is no higher authority in my life than the Word of God. Amen. 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 People say something, you know, the media says something, but none of what they say has more respect in my life than what God says. I believe that's what he was talking about when he asked Isaiah, whose report will you believe? What do you respect as being the highest authority? What men say, what the media says, what Uncle John said, what Aunt Minnie said, what Grandma said. We love them all, but they're not the highest authority, particularly if what they're saying doesn't line up with the Word of God. Amen? Amen? Number three, honor means to be willing to conform to. When you honor the Word, that means you're willing to let go of your opinions, your ideas, your previous mindsets, and you submit, I mean, you conform to what the Word says. Amen. It also means to submit to it. In other words, you're saying, all right, this is what your Word says, and as far as I'm concerned, that's final authority in my life. Amen. Amen. It's final authority in every area. I elevate it above what anybody else says, and once again, I accept it as final authority. Now, when you're actively doing those things, then the Bible promises you. And how many of you know that God never promises anything that he doesn't fully intend to fulfill? And here it says that if you honor God's word, then it is going to produce for you a rich life. So if I'm doing what honor means, then I can fully expect a rich life. Hallelujah. An extraordinary life, a life with no boundaries. Can you say amen? Amen. Now let's go to Romans chapter 12. We've mentioned it, but I want us to actually read Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse one. We'll read verse one and verse two. God doesn't want you to be held back any longer. He wants to take you to new levels. It's time for us to exodus from the norm. Hallelujah. Amen. It's time for us to come up to a higher place in every area of our lives. What has been holding us back shouldn't hold us back any longer. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. Now, notice we are to be conformed, but not to this world. What do we say we are to be conformed to? The The Word of God. That's part of honoring the Word is conforming to it. So there is this conforming that we are engaged in, involved in, but it's not to the world. It's conforming to the Word of God. So once again, he says, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So once again, we are not to be conformed to this world. The Phillips translation says, Don't let this world around you squeeze you into its mold. Don't let this world around you squeeze you into its mold. But listen to the message translation. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Isn't that something? And that's what's happened to so many Christians. They love God. There's no question about that. You know, they even go to church, but they have not been through this process on an ongoing basis of renewing their mind. Renewing the mind is not something you do in two weeks and you're done. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Right. I'm still doing it 46 years later. Amen. Now, obviously I've gained a lot of ground. <laughs> I don't think at all like that old Jerry Savelle thought, but every day, uh, because the word of God is inexhaustible. I, I, I learned some things Wouldn't you think after 46 years of preaching on the subject of the favor of God, I would just about know everything there is to know about the favor of God. I learned some new things this past weekend. I'm telling you, it thrilled me so much. I could hardly wait to preach them. Hallelujah. My mind went to another level in its renewing where the favor of God is concerned. So this is an ongoing process. Hallelujah. Man, it makes me want to stop and preach on favor right now. I'll do that another time come to church Sunday. Maybe I'll go over it. (laughs) But listen to the message translation again. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. The message translation goes on to say, unlike the culture around you, always bringing you down to its level, God brings the best out of you. Isn't that awesome? Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you just fit into it without thinking. That's right, that's See, people go around talking. Yeah. Christians go around talking what they hear from the media. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they, they don't even realize sometimes that they're talking it. Yeah. And they don't even stop to think, this is not in line with the Word of
1: God. Yes. Yes. Amen.
0: I've watched people come to church and give their tithes to honor God And believe that when they give their tithes, that it links them together to the supernatural. And before they get to the car, engage in conversation with somebody else about how bad the economy is, I don't know what we're gonna do. Dear God, if gasoline goes up again, I guess I'm gonna have to get a bicycle. People talk like that and don't even realize it. Amen. There's people that, that speak profanity all the time and don't even realize they're doing it. It's so, it's so natural to them. I've seen people do it and I've seen other people get on to them for doing it and they said, what? What's wrong? You're cussing in public around other people. No, I'm not. You haven't said three words without a cuss word in it. They do it so much they don't even realize they're doing it. They have adapted to their culture without even thinking about it. Wow. And the sad thing is, That's the story of so many in the body of Christ today. They've adapted to their culture. They're talking what the world says. We're sick. We're broke. We're disgusted. We hurt. We're not going to make it. It's impossible. And they don't even realize that they have allowed themselves to conform to this world. But this is a command, folks. If you ever want to experience God's best, if you ever want to live this no boundaries kind of lifestyle, then you're going to have to be conformed to the Word and not the world. And the only way that can happen is through this process called transforming by the renewing of the mind. Amen? Renewing of the mind. Unlike the culture around you, always bringing you down to its level. That's what the world is always trying to do. That's what the devil's trying to do. That's what some people that you come in contact with try to do is bring you down to their level, but you don't have to. Right. Now, let's define culture. Culture is defined as attitudes, opinions, beliefs, behavior patterns that are characteristic with the world or the society that we live in. Culture, attitudes, opinions, beliefs, mindsets, behavior patterns, that are characteristic with the world and the society in which we live. And Paul tells us, don't be conformed to what? The world's attitudes, the world's opinions, the world's beliefs, the world's mindsets, and the world's behavior patterns. Why? Because if you, if you are conformed to those, then you're going to wind up living just like they live. He tells us, don't be conformed to the world, but be conformed to the word. The new century version says, do not be shaped by this world. Do not be shaped by this world. Philip's translation, once again, don't let this world around you squeeze you into its mold. The good news translation says, do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world. And the word standard is defined as what is widely recognized as the model of authority. (laughs) Think about that. See, you know, people think government is the model of authority. I wish, you know, they think people in high offices are the model of authority. I wish. I wish we had more people in high offices that we could look to as models but that's not always the case. And, and you know, I, I remember a number of years ago when um, they were endeavoring to elect a new Speaker of the House and the man that most people believe was going to be the next Speaker, and I won't mention his name. Um, you know, he had a good track record as a politician, had a good track record as a Senator, as, as far as everybody knew and, and believed. And uh, when it looked like he was going to be the man Suddenly it was discovered that he'd had several affairs uh, and his wife had found out about it. And so he declined from, you know, being appointed as the next speaker. He backed out because he didn't want to go through all this about his past. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting there watching this process on the news. And they said, and Senator so-and-so has decided not to include his name in the running. And then the guy that was saying this said, and it's such a shame because he was such an honorable man. I just got up and screamed, ask his wife. These people don't know anything about honor. You know, they didn't, he was an honorable man. He didn't know anything about honor just because he was a good politician. That's not the model that we want our Opinions formed by, right. Right. Amen. That our beliefs, our mindsets. No, Jesus is our model. Praise right. God, right. Amen. And so He says, "Do not conform yourself to the standards of this world." You could say it this way: What is accepted by the majority as final authority is not accepted by us. Amen. What they say is final authority is not what I say is final authority. If what they say doesn't agree with the Word of God, then it's not final authority as far as I'm concerned. Amen? I decided a long time ago that the world's standards are not my standards. And the world's uh, opinions and attitudes and beliefs are not mine. New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. And the word customs is defined as, representing the acceptable way of doing things. The acceptable way of doing things. Well, you know as well as I do, what is acceptable with the world is not always acceptable with God. In fact, most of the time, God and the world are directly opposed against each other. What fellowship hath light with darkness? Amen. So once again, Paul is telling us, this is how you live a a no boundaries life is you've got to let go of the past, which includes the, the opinions, the, the attitudes, the mindsets, the behavior patterns of the world, and you've got to transform, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, let me wrap it up with this. Genesis chapter 12, I love this story. And in verse one, God introduces himself to a man by the name of Abram. And here he says, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred kindred, and from thy father's house. And then he goes on to tell him that I'll bless you. Bless means to empower, to prosper. God is saying, I want to take you to a higher life. I want to empower you to prosper and to succeed and to excel and to rise above. But before I can do that, here's what you must do. Get out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house. Now, when he said, get out of your country, he's not just speaking about moving geographically, Mm -hmm. even though that was part of it, but it wasn't just moving from one location to another that was going to cause Abraham to enter into this new lifestyle. Let me say it this way. If you're a negative thinker in Dallas, Texas, and you move to Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, and you haven't renewed your mind, you will be a negative thinker in Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. So just moving geographically didn't change you. It just changed where you live now. It just changed your address, but it didn't change your mindsets, your opinions. So God's talking about something deeper than just moving geographically, even though geographically was part of it. This was not just a geographical relocation. It also meant a change in mindsets, a change in opinions and a change in beliefs. Why? Because he said, not only get out of your country, which represents culture, get out of your father's house, which represented mindsets and beliefs, kindred, opinions, philosophies. You got to remember, Abram's father was a sun worshiper. Now, you know, he taught all this to his children. They grow up in a home where sun worship is being taught, you know, other gods, so to speak. And God is saying, I want to take you to a life beyond anything you can imagine. Amen. A high life, Amen. a life with no boundaries, Amen. where you're blessed coming in, going out in the city, in the field, head not the tell, above and not beneath, and everything you set your hand to do is blessed by Almighty God. But I can't take you there if you don't first leave your country, culture, leave your father, mindsets and beliefs, and leave your kindred, opinion and philosophies. So there's more than just moving from Dallas to Cleveland. Amen. He was going to have to let go of all these mindsets and opinions before he could enter into this kind of life that God wanted him to live. You know what the problem is with most Christians today? They've never left their country.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: They've never left their father's house. They've never left their kindred. And I'm talking about you can't love your mother and father. Listen, when I got a hold of these principles, I had to leave my father's house. Uh I didn't live there physically with him. I lived down the street in my own home when I got a hold of this. But the things that I had learned from my parents, and they were wonderful people, loved God, but they didn't know these things. I had to let go of what they taught me before I could enter into what God wanted me to enter into. Amen. Amen. In some cases I had, to, I had to, well, not in some cases, in every case, I had to leave my kindred in the way of opinions and philosophies, yes. ideals, you know, and, and my leaving my country didn't mean I had to leave Shreveport, Louisiana and move to Fort Worth initially it just meant I had to leave the culture, the, the mindsets, and the opinions that I had been brought up with. Right. See, I would not be living today the kind of life I live now if I was still hanging on to the opinions and the mindsets of my daddy. And he was a wonderful man. And I loved him. He was my best friend all my life. In fact, I got to become my daddy's mentor. I got to teach my daddy how to live this way, teach my mother how to live this way. Amen. And their life went to another level. Amen. Amen. So my question to you today is this in our final study on no boundaries. Have you left your country yet? Have you left your father's house? Have you left your kindred? Uh, Once again, I'm talking about opinions, beliefs, culture. Because if what they taught you doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you're going to wind up having the same limitations they've lived with all their lives, but you can be the one who breaks the mold and live a no-boundaries life. It's available to you. Do you want it? Then follow the process that I've shared with you in these instructions. Watch this announcement. I'll be back in just a moment.
1: Why settle for the ordinary when you can have the extraordinary? Many Christians are spending their lives living beneath their privileges as children in God's family. However, as children of God, we are created for more. In No Boundaries, Jerry Savelle reveals the unseen limits that have been holding you back from the life you are destined for. You will discover how to recognize boundaries. What makes you different from a limited world? the origins and causes of boundaries, proven keys to living life free from negative boundaries, and more. When you request today, you'll also receive the four CD set, Breaking Through the Impossible. Many are facing impossible situations, but God has a plan of victory for you. In this teaching, Jerry Savelle reveals the steps you must take to experience God's breakthrough power in your life. You have been created to live life more abundantly, so don't wait. Call or visit JerrySavelle.org to request this powerful combo today and live a life free from the negative boundaries trying to hold you back.
0: All right, this concludes our study on No Boundaries. This will be the last time that we're going to offer these particular resources. The book, once again, No Boundaries, Why Settle for the Ordinary When You Can Have the Extraordinary. Then the CDs, four CDs, uh, probably at least an hour in length in uh, learning how to break through the impossible. So let me encourage you to get those. This, once again, is the last time we'll offer them. So place your order right away. I want to encourage you also to follow us on social media through Facebook, through Twitter, through Instagram. Also, we now have a new Jerry Seville Ministries app that you can download on your iPhone or your iPad. And it will enable you to watch the television broadcast on Those tools, and uh, what a blessing that is, praise God. Then also, uh, if you don't have a church home and you're not going to church on Sunday, or maybe you're not able to, then hook up with us in our Sunday services at Heritage of Faith Christian Center right here in Crowley, Texas. We live stream, and you can hook up to the live streaming on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Central time here in the U.S. Uh, Of course, you'll have to determine by wherever you live what time that would be in your area. But you can be right there in the middle of that service. And if you don't catch it live, you can go back later to the archives and pick up that service. But listen, there's no excuse for not learning the Word of God. God has put in our hands so many wonderful tools where we can learn the Word and no longer have to live by the world's standards. Praise God, you are not of this world. Say it with me, audience. I am not of this world. I am not of this world. And all of you that are watching today on television, you are not of this world. Keep that in your thinking. Get in the Word of God like never before. Keep renewing your mind. Give your undivided attention to God's Word. Keep company with Him, and He's going to lead you into a life that is beyond anything you've ever imagined. Thank you again for joining with me over the last several weeks. We'll begin a new study next week. Until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.